Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestoninzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. It's 2021, and when you think about sales, if you think about the evolution of selling, one could argue a lot has changed. Now, when we actually think about the way in which we engage with our customers, absolutely, there are so many places in which we can engage with them today, LinkedIn, Facebook, social, phone, WhatsApp, Telegram, the, the actual amount of platforms that we have to engage with our prospects and our customers, has we've never had an abundance of platforms like we do today. But what for me has been a fundamental shift over the years is the move from The days where we used to meet people, exchange business cards, and store business cards in a holder, a Rolodex, to now holding their details in in a place where it's easier to update them, like a CRM, a central place where we add our customer information and we store customer information. But in all of that, just like it was when we had business cards, just like today when we have our information in a CRM, how do we go about creating a place where we can truly engage with our customers? How do we go about creating a real community where we can go beyond the service or the product that we're selling them? This episode is brought to you by Vidyard, Vidyard. the online video tool for sales professionals. Vidyard makes it easy for sales teams to turn text-based emails into personal video messages and will help you engage with your prospects and create an incredible buying experience for them, which will ultimately help you reach your pipeline and revenue goals. So do yourself a favor, get to vidyard.com, sign up and start using video in your sales process. This week's episode is all about how to build communities. And we're talking to a gentleman who, who has had incredible success in a short period of time, building an incredibly powerful community of sales professionals. Rev Genius. Jared Robin has formed a community, I think there are about 15,000 people who engage in there on a daily basis, finding ways that they can be the best sales professionals they can be. And we're going to talk about the power of building community and what you can do to build a better community with your customers and your prospects. All right, so we have, welcome to the show, Jared. Hey, what's up? I'm pretty pumped, man. The only thing I'm disappointed, brother, like you haven't got the cigar. I thought I thought you were going to light a cigar while we, while we were going to do this I, podcast. So it's funny. Um, I, I thought this through probably more than I should have because <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, a, a couple of reasons not. One, I thought it might be obnoxious on the video. <laughs> Uh, it, it not necessarily send the right message, but uh, between friends, we'll we'll smoke a cigar offline sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and for those for those that uh, don't know what I'm referencing, I met Jared, you know, a few months. I oh, actually, fuck, it's been a while, right? And uh, we're having a meeting. Yeah. This guy just pulls out the cigar, starts smoking a cigar. I'm like, man, I, I need to be like this guy. Like this guy's cool, man. Just having a just a random cigar on on a, on a sales call. I'm like, this is good. Well, it was a type of thing, like. And and you empathize with this when you, when you're working so hard and you have like ten back to backs in a row, <laughs> it's it, and you can't go outside for that break or you can't do this or that or or you can but you want to be efficient. Yeah, 
it's just like no F's given. <laughs> and it wasn't even a little cigar. It's like a big fat motherfucker. You know what I mean? It was sick. It, it, it depends on the day or the time. I, I cut back <laughs> quite a bit. My, uh, my, <laughs> my partner and I uh, agreed that daily was probably not a good idea. <laughs> well, man, you need to be healthy, right? And you need to have some level of health to sustain yeah. the type of work hours that you're putting in, man. But, um, but mate, yeah. I want to say thanks for joining the show. Um, before we get in, we've got a pretty cool topic today. I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped to talk about community, the power of community and why it's important. But before we get into this topic, mate, we'd love to learn a bit more about you and how you started in the world of sales. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and I can't tell you how amped I am to be here. Luigi, we, we hit it off early, right away, after we were introduced by our friend Justin. And, um, you know, I'm so amped at what you've accomplished you know, just riffing before this about some of the results that your clients have and how we were talking about, <laughs> they were actually better than you thought they were. <laughs> You're like, oh, my results are this good. I'm like, mate, they're significantly better than those numbers. And you're like, oh, uh, that's phenomenal. So props to you. And, and, and you having me on is like nice validation that I could, I could be in the same room in the same conversation with somebody who's doing so well and crushing so hard. Yeah, so thanks, thank brother. you. Um, my background, 15 years in sales. Oh man, I could go in so many directions with this, but, but we'll keep it concise. Uh, had the entrepreneurial bug before sales. Sales was kind of the practicality outlet, you know, somebody that would pay me to move out of my parents' house. And that was, that, that was the big driver, right? And I think we all have different drivers at different parts of our lives and, 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 and different sparks to our ambitions, so to speak. Like I need to move out and have my own flat in New York. Well, that's big, right? Um, because of whatever reasons and psychology, blah, blah, blah. Spent seven years, Fortune 100 sales, FedEx, phenomenal company. Or soon tie, had short hair, made President's <laughs> Club, all that stuff, learned, learned a lot. Um, but really got, yeah, I, I, it's funny, I found the flyer last night at my dad's. We're home for Thanksgiving. The flyer of the first business plan I ever got, it was TJB Auto Detailing, Troy, Jared, Brian. Yeah. We were going to charge people 100 bucks a car to clean their cars for them. <laughs> kind of pricey, but, but we were going to be good at it. But that bug was in me. I told you practicality, and now uh, seven years ago, I still wanted that practicality, but jumped into the startup world. The rest is history. The last seven years learned quite a bit. Started Rev Genius about six months ago with Galem, uh, my partner in crime, and uh, haven't looked back since. Super excited to to start this business community, uh, sales, marketing, Rev Ops, all levels, all leaders, super inclusive, diverse, equitable, and, um, and accessible. And, and just really, really excited at our mission, which is to educate, empower, and inspire revenue professional. And we're here today. That's awesome, man. I mean, so you've, you've spent, you know, a fair bit of time in, in the sales world and you decided to start something and you started it out of nothing, right? And within what, six months, you've got 8,000 members who are engaged in the Rev Genius community, you know, trying to find a way to be the best they can be. What's contributed to the success so far of building such a quick and large community in a short period of time? Yeah. So, you know, I, I just finished the book, Start With Why. I, ironically, ah. I just finished it instead of, instead of it sparking me. And I'm yeah. like, oh. did I really 
of course you need to read it, but I'm like, you know, I can't some of that stuff. So, you know, uh, a few things. One, by, by the, the nomenclature, product market fit yeah. uh, was there. You know, essentially being a salesperson for 15 years, good or bad, if I was just like conscious, it's, I was able to empathize with other sales people uh, and all levels. Now, I never was a, a leader at a $100 million company per se, much, much smaller, but I still understood a lot of the nuances going on. And in and, and, and COVID, I really felt and understood the situation, what was going on, and what gaps there were. Yeah. Right. Like you sell to get, well, we created a company for a gap essentially. Yeah. That was the first thing. And then just working hard to hammer it home to the mm. ICP essentially. And, and, and I'm using all these sales terminologies and, and let's, let's take it back a step. Right. Because we don't have to, the people that needed it. Um, the yeah. people that, 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 that were like me, that, that I wish I had this for, there was communities out there. Um, that were great, but felt like there was still a need and, and created it and clearly based on people signing up in droves, uh, others agreed. Yeah. But so, and you're right, right? You've got product market fit. You've gone beyond the minimal viable audience, right? I, I love Seth Godin. Um, I'm reading it right now because you're reading that book. Yeah. Literally right now. Right now, I have about a couple hours left listening on Audible because you put it on my radar. <laughs> it's quality, right? And, um, you know, he talks about the power of tribe, right? And clearly, you have found a tribe of people that are looking for leadership because that's what, you know, finding a tribe. And as Seth says, you, you can't create a tribe, right? They're out there already. And... But what, what's evident is sales professionals, people in revenue-based roles and revenue ops, they are looking for leadership, man. Like there's something that's missing in the industry, the profession. If so many people have come to you saying, hey, Jared, Galen, we need some guidance. We're looking for help. There's roundtables. There's this. There's that you know, the content you're serving up to these guys, they're sort of really embracing. Mm -hmm. What do you think the industry, given that it's the oldest profession in the world, has such a gap, man? So, you know, it's funny. As I'm about to buy this domain now, <laughs> uh, revenue empowerment. Yep. Think about that, yeah. right? There's revenue enablement, there's sales enablement. Okay, we're, we're doing that. That's one aspect of it for sure, but empowerment. Yeah. It's slightly different. It's, it's having that it's, it's, it's somebody that could give you that because that, that is part of the mix training. Sure. But, but, but a little more like a little secret sauce place where you belong. But anyway, we're, we're, so what were you saying that, that led to that? I apologize for the tangent. No, no, it's good. It's, I actually love it. I was just saying, you know, like there's a, <laughs> the industry has been around for that long. Oh, right. And for some reason, people are just finding they're lacking, you know, they're lacking clear leadership. And I don't know if that's in organizations or organizations don't understand the premise of why they need to lead sales versus yep. drive sales. I think they're two different things, right? Yeah. I, you know, there's more and more, I, I think, I think something had to give, right? Like the, there's what, 6,000, 7,000, maybe 8,000 MarTech companies out there. <laughs> 
there's probably another few hundred in the wings that are going to start any day now. And, and entrepreneurship is a hotbed. It's an amazing place and space and it's an opportunity for everybody with that more competition has and, and, and more knowledge share. So let's take leadership out of the equation. Let's just figure out why I think people are failing in general and then how it all interacts. More knowledge share means more people know, say, hey, um, this is Jared with XYZ Company. Do you have 27 seconds? Well, 4,700 people are using the 27 seconds now, right? <laughs> like you need the cat's meow. <laughs> so the creativity needed to get in the door to start the top of the funnel is something that's above and beyond that, that it's ever been. And it's becoming harder and harder to get in. Now it's showing breaks in the system, right? Like, like mm. reps aren't doing it. Their managers aren't managing to it. Helping, they're not helping them. Everybody feels like they're on an island, which by the way, you have 90 days from a week ago before we kick you out. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you have this thin rope that um, it's barely hanging on and, and you have the most competitive space now and you have management that's, you know, trying to help you, but like not all the cases are they giving you the tools yeah. to succeed and, and you want to keep your job. You want to, you want a better job. You want to make more money and, and, and you certainly want to make the sale. And in general, people don't want to let down their company Yeah, and they don't want to let down their family. <laughs> They want to make the sales. They want to keep the job. They want to get the bigger house, et cetera. And um, it's becoming harder and harder to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You've actually touched upon something really interesting, Ryan. I'm a big believer that for me, I don't go into a, an opportunity thinking about the outcome for me, right? It's something that it, it's, I've, I've tried to be very disciplined over the years to go, I'm going into the opportunity primarily focused on trying to find out how I can help this person achieve a better outcome. For me, that's my, my primary objective. And if I can't help them, then regardless of what I've got, it's not right for me to advocate a solution, right? That's my mindset. But you've just touched upon something that people have a whole range of motivations. They've got to feed their family, you know, they've got personal, they've got their boss that's putting pressure on them to drive results. Um, and sometimes, you're right, it can then put pressure on people to make decisions or to go into a sales process that's primarily focused on their need, not the others. Are you finding that, you know, I mean, what's your community telling you about the pressures that they're under and and what, what's driving them and motivating them to make certain decisions in their sales process? Yeah, so... I know it's a long kind of couple of questions in one, Jared, but you just, like I said, you just touched upon something that I think is really meaningful. It, it, it's funny. There, there's, there's all these dynamics at play, right? Like, like you're taught now more of an inbound type of methodology. Let's post on LinkedIn every day. Let's... <laughs> yeah. Um, if we go outbound, let's understand generally what three items that somebody in your industry at your dollar amount and your roles going through and try to guess, Hey, do you go through, you know, for, for sales like you, I've noticed that 70% of people aren't hitting quota. Is that, is that a problem at your place, right? A business <laughs> um, or whatever number it is, or 
management is a player coach and they can't spend enough time or, you know, something else. And of course they're going to say one of them. Right. But if they don't, now you go on the offensive and, and, and it's, it's easy to get desperate to hit your numbers and stuff like that. Right. So, so all of a sudden you go away from that formula and and you go into the desperation and and you're like, Hey, I just need a minute, please. And and, and let it trickle down from there. I I think there's the same challenges. I think as, as there always have been, I personally think, you know, an interesting thing and, and, and this is just what I feel. It's not necessarily what I see, but we're going into a time of analysis paralysis as well. Yeah. You have some amazing sales trainers. Let's say, let's say there's a dozen top getting into the door sales trainers and they all are slightly the same and slightly different. And now you're trying to figure out what's what, and they have 21 touch systems in a month's time yeah. to get into an account. And like, how long do you have to test that? Um, with it not working before you pivot to the next. And then, Oh, by the way, you only have three months to go before you're fired. Yeah. Right. Like that's a lot. Absolutely. That's, that, that's a lot. Um, Oh, it, it worked for this trainer, but I realized they're, they're more focused on SAS and I'm in services mm. and it's a whole different thing. I think, um, I think there's a lot of voices talking and a lot of, great ways to do things. And I don't know. And, and and this, this goes to what sales IQ is good at great at, you know, the absorption. I don't know that the absorption is there um, to have people crush it. And, and yeah. I don't, and frankly, I don't know who's actually good and not with these voices out there. Yeah. So I suspect some of them, but like, don't see people's track records. Yeah, absolutely. So just on that, right, you're talking about that absorption and you've got your community and that's one of the drivers. You've, you've, you've created this community to help people absorb key yeah, content right. that can help them be the best they can be, right? That's primarily, I know you've got your own tagline and that, but primarily sure. you're trying to help people in revenue-based roles to elevate and, and improve. If you're, let's flip this for a moment. So you're listening to this podcast. And work closer with people so that they could, yeah, they could figure it out, you know, in the process, not just tell them to read a PDF or something. Absolutely. We're going to make sure all of our listeners, we're going to have the, the link we'll to join, to join Rev Genius because I'm part of the community. Um, and it's an incredible community. I've made some incredible friends through this process. So we're going to promote this out, but. I want to flip this for a moment, Jared, and go, you're an individual contributor. You're, you're selling every day. You're out there. You, you know, you, I would say foot on pavement, feet on pavement. Now you're kind of in Zoom, back-to-back Zoom calls, right? Um, how can, you know, how important is it for an individual contributor to try to create their own community with their customers and prospects? It's a great question. I mean... One, frankly, it's super important. It's, it depends on the process to set up at their company, if they actually have to or not. Yeah. Like when I worked at FedEx back in the day, like I was managing those accounts. So I had to have like the best relationships in the world Mm. with everybody. And then at a certain point in tech, it was just pass it off and then on to the next. That said, 
if you're staying in the same space, going from company to company, if you're staying in e-commerce technology or sales enablement or sales engagement, it is critical for your career to keep those relationships because yeah. somebody who works for Salesforce today, works for HubSpot tomorrow, works for um, LinkedIn or Microsoft the next day and um, all great companies and and you want to get off to a quicker start and, and, and build a good reputation with the people that you've worked with. Or, or yeah. even if you don't get the sale, I remember – you know, at, at least, especially early on, um, when I was getting into things, I'd have really good relationships with people that didn't buy from me. Yeah. And, and, and they'd buy from me down the road. And if they didn't, they'd refer people. And, and if they didn't buy from me, it was because they shouldn't buy from me. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's objective, like it wasn't a fit for their product, you know? So that, that was cool. You know, it's funny you say that, right? For many years, I read, you know, Seth's book and stuff and I never thought I had a community and then when I, and I had an aha moment. I'm like, man, I've got, got a sick community, man. Yep. I've got customers that have been my customer. They've followed me, man, for like 15 years. Like I've got relationships now. From the day that I started in selling, there's still people that I talk to today. And only yesterday, man, I had a I, – I, I've been coaching someone um, I've actually been coaching him at no, no, no cost because he needed some help, you know, six or eight months ago. And, and actually he's flipped it. He's smashed his targets, man. And now he's going for a, he's going to, he's going for a new role to run the SDRs and BDRs of about 40 or 50 of them. And I'm coaching him on, on the job interview and he's close to getting the job. And he said, man, the first thing I'm going to do is get you into the team to train the team. Right. But that wasn't my primary objective. My primary objective was purely to help him. And I think that's the power of community, right? When you've got a community that you've engaged and people come to you and you're sharing content or you're doing whatever, like you're adding some form of value in that community's life, you might not see any commercial remuneration from them today. You might never see any commercial remuneration, but... In some parts, there's referrals, there's like, so for my, that's why I love what you're doing. And it's just kind of, again, it's, it's, it's brought to my, my mind that, you know what, we all have a community, just some people don't know the community that they've got and they're not, they're not breeding and, and giving to grow that community. And I think that's one of the things that you've helped me realize. And I hope all the listeners that are listening to this that are going, man, but I'm one person, you know, I've got... You know, what community that I can create? I want them to hear that, you know what, you've already got a community. Um, it's just how are you adding value and actually really trying to develop that community? But, mate, if you were, again, if you're someone that's listening to this that has, has questioned you know, how big their community is and they might not have a big community or they're new to sales, what's some advice that you can give that would help them start the process of building a community? Awesome question. And, and first off, community so many people in in sales world talk about as a rolodex <laughs> i mean maybe not exactly the yeah, same no, but get the it, man. you're saying this i'm like rolodex that doesn't <laughs> it, it, anyone who's listening does I that i still got that mine man of, i still got mine is, from when i first started in sales bro is it is it that isn't that kind of like an aha like yeah shit mate it's just different verbiage. yes 
Community's been around. Rolodex has been around since the beginning of time. You used to be able to land a job, especially in the media space, just on your Rolodex. Now, first and foremost, for the audience, I, I just want to say one thing. Cultivate that, love them, do right by them, give them value, whatever that means. Help them get jobs, do all of that, absolutely. But don't just leverage them. Like continuously strengthen your skill set, right? So like if you're going from e-commerce to enablement or to cloud technology, you having the skill set to build a, a new community, essentially, or a new Rolodex fast because you reach out saying the right things um, that really peak yeah. their needs, their interests, et cetera, is a critical space and they'll make you 10 times more valuable. You know, the, not just having a community doing that, but knowing how to build one fast. Yeah. First off. And I think that's critical. And, and I, and, and I think that's awesome. And I think um, your, your BDR mate that, that, that's going to win that role, earn that role that you helped coach uh, would probably uh, empathize with that. Now, mm. um, in regards to somebody who doesn't have a community building it, well, Rev Genius is 8,010, 8,020 people today, maybe 30. Um, we were under 40 in the beginning, people. How yeah. did we do it? Like we started from something. We had a LinkedIn group of like, it started with the four musketeers we called us. <laughs> okay, four. Galen and myself, Galen and my, my co-founder, and I met on webinars. We saw each other a bunch of times. We said, hey, we should chat outside of here. That's simple. We dug each other. Um, and, and, and then the other two were people that we just saw on LinkedIn. We liked their stuff. We, we commented favorably and we're like, hey, do you want to join us in this group? And we, and we all became friends. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, Red Genius's community is 8,000 people all in the same group. Your community or your role text doesn't mean they all have to be in the same room. <laughs> um, some people want to do that. Now's a hot time for quote unquote communities, but you don't have to like at all. And in fact, that might be way too much work, I promise you. But let's say you have you start with two people and, and they're separate. Talk to them. Say hi to a third. Um, whether it's somebody selling the same thing you are or a customer. Mm -hmm. and, and thinking back, to me, entering technology is probably the best anecdote. I came from yeah. FedEx. This is my third time saying it. We sold shipping. <laughs> and now I'm in technology. I had a community of zero. Yeah. Okay. So, so we can say the LinkedIn thing. That, that's certainly an anecdote. Here's, here's an even rawer anecdote. I went to a seed round startup that nobody knew my name. Well, nobody knew my name, but nobody knew the company's name either. Yeah. Right? Like I didn't go to Oracle. I didn't go to Salesforce. I didn't go to LinkedIn. Right? I went to seed round company A. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so now I'm building a community where people don't want to appease me because I work for Salesforce or whatever. So like this is this is like the rawest. And, and actually, yeah. Rev Genius to, to our credit was raw too. Nobody knew what that was in the beginning. But anyway, we went to a conference and I literally made friends. And and now the friends are part of Rev Genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we made friends. We tried. I always, I always use the phrase, uh, the word homies. Like when you treat others like homies, which is, which is friends, cool, not trying to take from them, like even business, you get treated like a homie back. 
and and that actually that word you know opened up so much um mm. because you know i i i want to have um like true altruistic uh side projects and stuff like where it's the whole idea of acting like a homie outside of the business world whether it's donating a dollar opening a door helping somebody get a job etc just purely giving and and this is what we're doing a rev genius so i'm like really putting or, or doing it more now than i've ever done in my career and and i and i strongly suggest you take this away if you take nothing else out giving without the mm. intention of getting something back from that person you give to I yeah. give you a job, but it's not an exchange for anything. You keep doing that to a bunch of people and, and you either help them or they see that you're honestly trying to help. Like, let's say yeah. they don't get the job, but it's like, you know, I had somebody, oh my gosh, I had somebody say like, Jared's the most selfless person ever. Cause I just like did a LinkedIn post saying this, this bloke needs a job and he's really good and all this. And all these offer these interview offers came in. Yeah. It's magical. It's magical. So somebody asked me what my definition of networking was. And because this is like to build the communities and stuff, I said, listen, it's easy to network. If, if I'm selling a CRM service, it's easy for me to say, hey, let's talk about CRMs or managing your contacts or your pipeline or, or what you're not doing well and, and all of that. Or, or let's talk about the Yankees or baseball with my, my side intentions to be like that. But connecting with somebody outside of your core, what's going to make you money, connecting yeah. with somebody outside of what's going to make you money. So outside, like what we're doing now on a podcast is going to build that community, build that network, build that thing, like mm. tenfold. It, it is awesome advice. And I've got like, as you're talking to this man, I've got all these ideas running through my head. And it's funny because I had this chat with a marketer at a client recently and was talking about, you know, lead magnets and ebooks and downloads and this and everything he spoke about was fantastic and they got some really awesome initiatives. But you're right, like yeah. everything that they were doing was primarily with the purpose of we need to get an MQL, we need to get an SQL. And one of the questions I asked him is like, well, what part of that, where is the whole premise of giving without having any level of expectation of, of return, right? And I think we can get caught up in the fact that there's two parts to this. There's creating an actual community of people that become your advocates that are so engaged and you're not expecting to get a commercial return from them, right? And I know some people go, but that's kind of that's that's actually not what business is about. But I think what I'm you know what I mean? I think what I'm, what I'm truly hearing from you and what I've truly learned through this process, and you've made me really think about my own strategy, right? Yeah. You have. Like for the last few months, I've been really racking my brains. I've gone back. I've been thinking. Um, <laughs> What's Jared going to make money? This is <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, like that's what Seth Godin talks about, the minimum viable audience and, and, and get them engaged first. Don't worry about the masses, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think sometimes that the, the world of marketing and the world of sales can be so focused on getting a commercial outcome that we forget that the power of community can stand the test of time, right? Um, yeah, I have an awesome anecdote as to somebody who's doing this no less than 10x as big as we are. Um, you might have heard of TED Talks. Yeah. 
Yeah, not bad, right? Absolutely, man. Giving. Do you know how many volunteers they have to just translate to different languages, if you had to guess? I'm yeah, a couple hundred. 37,000. <laughs> volunteers. So, so audience, how are those MQLs for you? Yeah. Shut up and <laughs> give. TED Talk. Then it goes to TEDx. So they have all of these local Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, Wollongong, Australia, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. like Outback, like Brisbane, everything. Perth even that probably has one, right? On their own. That's and, and insane. They're massive. they're massive and they're just giving. And, and, and I, I, geez, I, I love it. I, yeah, I love these. And, and I, I alluded to the book, uh, Star With Why. That's like number yeah. three all-time TED Talk. That, that's one anecdote, and, and, and I'll dig up some in, more in my head, but like that is potent. That's potent. That's awesome, man. Well, mate, look, I know that I could, I could talk to you about this shit for hours. We have spoken about this stuff for hours before our podcast, man. But, um, you know, before yeah. we wrap up, I want to just share with our listeners, where can they find you? Go? Obviously, we're going to get, we're going to put the Rev Genius link in our show notes. Amazing. So they can go in and just, join because it's a community right now it's still free yeah jared to, to join yeah and it, it, we're, we're, we're always going to have a free lane uh, yeah. because we want to make it accessible so even if even if there's other programs down the road we want it to be accessible we we can't be truly inclusive otherwise mm. in our opinion that's awesome man so we'll pull share that but where else can they find and, and engage with you so revgenius.com um and what's great about there, if you hit sign up and go through the process, you could literally end at the link to our Slack you know, <laughs> to get into that community, which we're at today. LinkedIn, company forward slash Rev Genius, R-E-V-G-E-N-I-U-S. <laughs> and myself, and I want all of you all to connect with me. If you, uh, if you mention Luigi and Sales IQ, there's a 120% chance I can't connect fast enough with you. <laughs> um, plug, plug a great friend and a great product. Um, LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash Jared Robin. Awesome. And I'm sure Luigi will spell it out for all you. Absolutely. And I'm going to make a shout out to there's there's a couple of people the craig craig i'm expecting you to send jared a meeting request or a request immediately and also rana you've got to join this community so they know who they are they're going to join you straight away they're always the ones that text me jared every week so um so mate i just want to say man like um i've I've enjoyed building a relationship with you over these past six months um i've enjoyed seeing the rev genius community grow i'm in awe of it um, but also I just want to say thanks, man, for the contribution you make because selling is more than a profession, man. Selling is life, right? And it, it has, for many of us, selling is enabling us to do so much more. And, you know, yesterday or two days ago was my daughter's 18th birthday. And and that's part of my why, man. You talk about your why, my 18th, you know, that's it. You're, you're like, you're like 32. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, she's a big part of, you know, the big part of my yeah. wife is my kids, man. So the reality is sales has enabled me to, to, to give them stuff in their life that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise, man. So sales is more for me than, than just a job. It's, 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 it's so much more. And what you're doing for so many professionals 
is you're enabling them to fill the gap so they can be the best they can be, man. So thanks for the contribution you make to our profession. You're elevating it every day. Um, and thanks for joining us on the Sales IQ podcast. And th thank you for teaching me. I have a lot more to learn and, and I'm humbled and grateful to be here. Thank you for your time.